0: Welcome to a show that is keeping it 100 and is showcasing how God is working in other people's lives. This is The Real Podcast with Creed Webster, Caleb Shepherd, and Michael Dykus.
1: What's going on, guys? I'm Caleb. I'm Michael. And I'm Creed. And you're watching...
2: The, the Real. Real! We're back in action. We took a oh couple yeah. weeks off for Christmas, and the week before, <coughs> Caleb got his keys locked in his car, yep. and spent the day in Excel's Yeah, experience. yeah. I was not feeling great at all, and I felt like I was going to pass out, and Creed was like, okay, we can wait a week or two. So, that's where we were, but we're back, and Guess we- Want to start out, this, this episode's not going to be this, but we do want to let you guys know that we decided to do a series on our New Year's words. Oh, oh yes. 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 So, basically, I just kind of popped this question of what are your guys' words for the New Year? And Caleb was like, dude, we should totally do a series on this. So, we're going to do that. And it's going to uh. be Sweet.
1: So yeah, so what we're talking about is it's kind of common that a church will do a series or you know have a word that they're, you know, kind of like anchored in throughout the year. And that's a good word. That's a good word. And I just yeah, I just thought that's like going into a new year and just intentionally just like focusing on a hey, I want to live a year of blank and just living that out is going to lead you closer to Christ, closer in your relationships with people and just lead you in sanctification. Mhm. So yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Creed, what was your word for
0: 2022? The word I chose for 2022 is love. You guys and took why? your microphones away last time. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Um, because uh, I, I think the most honoring thing to God we can do is doing everything out of love. And uh, I believe that's a choice we make. I believe that it requires action and Did I unplug it again? No. No, you're good. Oh. <laughs> and I I believe that uh that is the right way to live. And I I think that if we can Well, I'll go y- I'll let you go on with your word. But I don't want to steal your cuz it it all kind of ties together.
1: And just so you know yeah. what Kree is referencing, he accidentally unplugged the connector. <laughs> so this is take two. This We've take two. already <laughs> recorded about 20 minutes of this episode before, <laughs> but now we have to restart because Mr. Webster over here. Hey! But
2: you know what? Brotherly love. We
1: Brotherly, brotherly love. We forgave right? him. We forgave yes. Seven times seven.
0: I only did it once. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh so, gosh. Michael, your
1: word.
2: My word is intentionality, and this is something that God kind of opened me up to towards the end of 2021, Um, but I feel the call of him saying, I need you to (laughs) go be, what are you doing? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Creed's messing with the button. I didn't know that was a button. (laughs) That's a button. That's what buttons do. They go down, (laughs) and they come back up. (laughs) Anyway, um, the the word intentionality, um, I feel the call that God wants me to uh, use that, use what I became open to in this new year, and with that comes, you know, like doing one-on-ones with, you know, like middle school, high school students, college students, you know, things like getting lunch with them and discipling them, meeting them where they are, and uh, just Using the gospel for what it says and building community that way. And even just, you know, like relationships with friends and family, just being intentional and attentive to those, um, which is not something I can do on my own. And it takes a lot of stepping out of my comfort zone, and I will definitely need God's help in that. But that's something I'm looking forward to, and I think that's
1: my New Year's word. Caleb. Caleb. All right, my word to start off the new year is unity. Um, This was kind of just a spur of the moment where whenever Michael came up, but it was what pops right in my head because uh, in mine and my fiance's uh, study today, um, Bible study that we were doing, um, what we were reading kind of just God spoke to us about the fact that we can best glorify God when we are in unity. Um, And based on the fact that, you know, I'm getting married this year, which is the ultimate act of unity. And God desires us to live a life of unity, whether it's in every relationship, whether that's, you know, our friends, our family, our spouse, our uh, com- community groups, and especially in the church, and I just think living a life of unity in 2022 is something that I want to strive for.
2: Good stuff. Very good. So yeah, that's kind of our trailer of what's going to be going on here trailer. starting next week. But. We're looking forward to that, and today we're going to be talking about anxiety. anxiety, Creed. I thought you were going to sing. with oh. us on that. Oh, three, two, <laughs> two one. Anxiety. anxiety. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about anxiety, and Creed here actually has a really good way of looking at anxiety and wording what anxiety is. Oh, do you want to share that I? with us?
0: <coughs> you want me to share what I said earlier?
2: Of course. Oh, okay. before you unplug the thing.
0: <coughs> okay. Well, uh, Caleb, Caleb kind of gave me the idea, I guess, with the with with the <coughs> verse with the <laughs> with the verse he's gonna talk about here later. But uh, basically, the idea of <coughs> uh, when I think of anxious or anxiety, it's like. Uh, Thoughts inside your head, (coughs) repeating over and over. And of course, you know, how that's going to affect you is going to be different in everybody. Uh, But I I think the one thing that is similar is that we are not taking our thoughts captive. We're letting them uh, rule our lives and affect Affect a lot of things, really. (laughs) Yeah, you getting this, everyone? Preach. (laughs) Preach. But, yeah, that's all I had. I
1: really, really like that, especially since, you know, anxiety, depression, and all sorts of mental illnesses are very real and should not be ignored and should be addressed in the church And, you know, we should learn how to deal with these thoughts, emotions, and physical reactions that come from them in a biblical manner. Because anxiety is going to present itself in different persons. And there are, you know, some hormonal chemistry stuff that goes on that I'm not even going to pretend to understand that can contribute to it. But the main thing that I want to, you know, the main goal of today's lesson is learning that there are biblical ways to handle it, and God does address anxiety in his word, and he does want us to live a life that we know that we can trust him, we know that he is sufficient, and he has given us the tools to overcome our anxiety right here.
2: Yes. I think <coughs> a lot of people just kind of joke about anxiety. Um, like if something, you know, just I'm, I'm automatically thinking of like somebody who's in high school or something like that. But like if something very minor happens, just like, oh, oh man, that gives me anxiety. It's just like people actually like struggle with anxiety and it's a very, like you said, a very real thing. And I, I feel like they just kind of brush it off and act like it's not a big deal. But like you said, the Bible addresses anxiety. And in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and thanksgiving submit to your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's um, <clears throat> that's my life verse, and that kind of got me through a season of nothing but depression and anxiousness, and I just randomly opened up, uh, I have just had the Bible app on my phone, and I just randomly saw that, and I was like, okay, that makes sense, I guess, but I just kind of kept scrolling or closed out or whatever, it was just like a random verse of the day kind of thing or whatever, and... I don't know, it just kind of kept like popping up and popping up and popping up. And like I was just surrounded with anxiety, but the more that I read that and took time to read it, it made more sense of how much more peace I was getting. And once I really sat down and read it, it says, do not be anxious. It doesn't say, maybe don't be anxious or be anxious or whatever. It says do not be anxious right there. And we're called to submit our requests with Thanksgiving. And that's what's hard is like we submit our requests, but we're not always thankful necessarily. And that's something I really had to work on. But eventually, like it started to make sense. And that's when that was one of the biggest moments where I really knew that God's word was real because I saw it just kind of come together and I was like okay that is straight up truth and I can see it in front of me and I mean I still struggle with anxiety um, every once in a while but honestly like coming back to that and like just wherever it says anything about anxiety in the word it really helps bring peace
1: and yeah I just think we should do an entire episode over Philippians 4 it is just so good and I love how when it goes on, it talks about God's provision. And, you know, I could do, you know, Philippians four eight is kind of just like my life verse and has a lot to do with my testimony. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it off. Uh, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about such things. And then going on. What you have learned and received and have heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, focusing on the things of God, Paul lays that out as, you know, a tool and a weapon that we can use against anxiety. And as he goes on, he's writing this while he's in prison, probably dug up in a hole and just the worst of circumstances. And it goes on in verses 10 to talk about how, you know, he has brought, been brought through highs and been brought through lows and has learned to be content in all situations. And the number one thing you can take through that is God will sustain you and he is going to you know, if you are continually praying and seeking him he will sustain you through whatever you're going through it's is going to be hard it is going to be most likely painful but just God is not going to give up on you
0: what you got there creed well first i think i'd like to kind of share about how anxiety has played a role in my life uh the first first like real effect it had was uh when i was wrestling in high school I would just, before every single match, I would just be overcome with anxious thoughts and uh, maybe maybe nervousness, too. I feel like there's got to be some sort (laughs) of, just the way it played out, I don't know. Anyways, it, it really progressed, and I thought, uh, I remember thinking, uh, the last match I wrestled that, like, I was just so thankful that it was all over, and I, I kind of thought that maybe that would be the end of my anxiety. I mean, cause it, it like, it'd be hard to breathe. I, r- I remember there was matches, the match hadn't even started yet, and I'm like trying to fight tears, cause I'm just overcome with like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know why, (laughs) the kid might not, like, I might know that he's not a good wrestler, and it's just, I couldn't, couldn't shake it, but as life moved on, I get, I got really busy, and I still am a very busy person, I think this is, uh, a pretty important thing, uh, I have to really guard myself, uh, my thoughts because I have noticed that the more busy I am, the more anxious Mm -hmm. I am. Uh, part of it being just a lack of sleep, I think. Uh, but also just uh, life can be so chaotic. Uh, and i don't know why but i just recently i've you know i've really struggled with anxiety and uh i think it's very helpful to you know turn to the word and uh see these truths that uh the it's all in god's hands and so I'll, I'll go ahead and just read what I have for us here. Uh, this is Matthew 6:25 uh, through, well, I'll just read from there. Uh, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, uh, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not more value than they and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to a span of life and why are you anxious about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow neither they neither toil nor spin (laughs) uh i won't read the rest of it but uh I think the idea there is like I said earlier that God is in control of everything and he is not going to let go of you. He clothes the birds of the sky and he feeds them and they're not they're not anxious about it. Okay? And uh We don't need to be either.
2: I just want to point out that God used your anxiety (coughs) and turned it into glory. And Creed here, he didn't mention it, one state (laughs) at wrestling, 195. So seeing how that anxiousness built up and then, Like, what the outcome of it was. That's really cool to see. It's just, like... It's not cool that you went through anxiety, but at the same time, it's cool seeing that there was literally nothing to be anxious about.
0: Yeah. Because you're a beast. That's it. Well, I'm not. But that is (laughs) a good point to make about... You know, I was always... I I wanted to be good. I wanted to be a good wrestler. You know, it was... Not that it was necessarily a super important thing. But, you know, I, I go through life with the mindset. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it to the best of my abilities. And I really did. I'd get so anxious before these matches. And looking back, it's like, why? Like s- like so much stress was put on me by myself and look how it turned out like there was no there was not a reason to worry about it mm-hmm.
1: and I think something else to point out is that the verse you just spoke is sometimes used by Christians kind of just like brush off and kind of be like a cop-out answer for anxiety is like oh you're commanded to just like yes not be anxious but I think what is oftentimes missed is why we shouldn't be anxious. And that is because God is our sustainer and our provider. And as though mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't believe in the prosperity gospel, but I do believe, you know, he's very going to give us provision and what we need in order to serve him best. And God's got your back, man. He God's do. got your back, sis. He really do. You're going to be. Someone hasn't told you today. You're going to be all right. <laughs> going to be all right. All right. <laughs> was
0: this an older woman? I don't know what no. he's going
1: for. <laughs> um, I, well, he's I, right, though. I don't know either.
0: But Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have something to say? I was going go
1: to go into my bubble verse, but if you have more I wanna, to say. I
0: want to throw this in here real fast. Okay. It's really easy. Uh, it is every time I talk about anxiety to sit up here and talk about anxiety. But when I kind of think back and put myself in those moments of anxiety, it's a very difficult thing to do to really grasp hold of that and just... Give it up and put it into God's hands. Mm. Uh, So, so, you know, when it's not easy, don't be surprised. Yeah.
2: And I think y'all have probably picked up on this by now uh, that are listening, but (coughs) people who follow Christ still struggle with anxiety. Have you guys ever had an anxiety attack? Yes. It's definitely. S- it's scary. Like like a an anxiety attack where you're like freaking out.
1: It's um, yes.
2: pretty scary. I had my first one um not too long ago actually in the spring. Yeah, I had a couple of them and it was weird and it was scary and that's when I really realized how real it is
1: i had one in a doctor's office with four and my at the time uh, a blood pressure cuff was on and my blood pressure measured above 200 wow. and if you know anything um that is very very close to a hypertensive emergency mm. So, yes, anxiety is a very real thing, and its effects can shorten your life.
0: But yeah, I mean, it literally says here in Matthew six twenty seven, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And I would are you that you're probably taking away from your life. You (laughs) cannot add on
1: an hour to your life by being anxious. But the health effects of it can take some hours off. Hmm. By saying that, we probably gave some people some anxiety.
2: (laughs) Well, I hope not. Please (laughs) do not be anxious about that. Um, What what I think is really cool is... (coughs) um, you know like a lot of people dismiss anxiety like even those who like believe in christ um just kind of dismiss anxiety it's just like oh just put some dirt on it you'll be fine but the bible itself does not dismiss anxiety it says "Do," like i said before it says do not be anxious it doesn't dismiss that there is anxiety mm. right preach so uh read 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 the details in the Bible. Look for those things. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I, that was a pretty quick episode, I think. What? I still got more. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I still got <laughs> we, more. We said that like we were wrapping <laughs> up, and I was like, oh. Caleb, I was pretty like, sure okay. you
0: didn't share. Yet. No, I haven't, I I haven't shared my verse I'm, yet.
2: I'm sorry. <sighs> Oh, oh, you're man. in Second Corinthians. Okay. Yeah, I'm in 2 Corinthians.
1: I was just going off of uh, you were saying. I'm sorry. I thought that was it. Philippians. <laughs> 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 My bad. All right. So what stuck out to me whenever I was thinking about it was 2 uh, Corinthians 10.5. Um, let me see it. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, I will fully admit that the context in which I am using this verse isn't directly at anxiety. Um, when, Christ, uh, when Paul is saying this, um, he is defending his mission because, you know, there are some people saying that he's a fake apostle and, you know, he's legit, in which, yes, Paul was a legit uh, apostle. Um, But I think just knowing that, take every thought captive to obey Christ. As Creed said earlier, um, anxiety mainly comes whenever you let thoughts, you know, run wild and just stir up in your mind. And in my personal life, um, that's exactly the case. That a lot of times whenever I'm anxious, whether it be for... Because of a test, or because of work, or because I'm just overwhelmed with the things of the world, nine times out of ten, it's the same thoughts stirring in my mind over and over and over and over again. And I challenge you to say this prayer. Um, there was a moment just yesterday where, you know, I was just getting super, super anxious and fearful. And um, one of my main goals for 2022 is to live a, you know, be more intimate and honest in my prayers. And this verse just kept on coming back to my mind is just take your thoughts captive, submit it to God. Take your thoughts captive, submit it to God. And I finally just stopped what I was doing and just prayed, Lord, I'm struggling right now. I am very anxious. Help me take my thoughts captive and submit it to you. And I probably repeated that like three times and I could instantly just feel my blood pressure go down. And just knowing that what this is saying is to take your thought captive and submit it to God. You are submitting your anxiety, your lustful thoughts, your sinful desires to God. It's not dismissing them and saying they're illegitimate. They're saying, Lord, I by myself cannot handle this. I need you to take control. And that is the most relieving thing ever is understanding that you are a man or you are a woman. You're never going to have complete control of your life. You need to know that. You need to submit it to God. And as a man, that's kind of hard to do since you know you want to be all prideful, you know, stick out your chest. I'm a man, I can handle this. <laughs> but no. Submit it to God and know that He is in control. Just think about think about how amazing our God is. Our God is the one that sent His Son down to die on the cross for our sin. Our God Parted the Red Sea. Our God raised the dead. Our God healed the blind. Our God just uh, think about how amazing our God is. If our God can do all the things explained in the Bible, He can lead you, He can be sufficient for you. That's He can completely change your life Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's very humbling considering that we can't do that any of those things
0: on our own yeah yeah uh I was thinking earlier about what you said there uh letting go of your thoughts Mm -hmm. and uh, just putting it in God's hands. When it's something you really care about, that can be really difficult, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, It's just the example that pops in my head. A a child uh, that's sick and their mother probably really worried about them so she takes him to the hospital for the doctors to take care of him but you might imagine that mother sitting there the whole time really worried even though there's nothing she can do about it, she sit there and pray right and uh, th- there's other things like that in life where it's really difficult To just admit, like, there's nothing we can do about this circumstance now, maybe ever. And so the only thing we can do is fall down on your knees and pray.
2: Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, that's all we can do. And we need to be open to that and be accepting of that. It's hard, but that's the best battle position we can be in. It's just being on our knees and praying, mm-hmm. and letting God take over the battle because it belongs to Him. So,
0: yep. there's a sign inside the wise locker room that said, uh, "When life gets too hard to stand, kneel." I've seen that. <laughs>
2: I have seen
0: mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: I think that's the main thing that I want to wrap things up on is that, you know, <coughs> anxiety is real. Anxiety is horrible, but God is bigger. God is better. And even though things in this world may not always go the way in which you wish they would. And circumstances, you know, may not always line up in your favor. We still have the promise of God. We still have the promise of our salvation. And the things of this world are so tiny, tiny, Compared to whenever we're going to be in heaven in community. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're feeling anxious, as cliche as it may be, pray and know that God is truly bigger than anything that you could go through on this world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very true to... Uh, when you sit there and realize how small things are here. Like, like, what if we die tomorrow? Like, we go spend eternity in heaven. And this life on earth, it's like, I mean, it is that much of a never- ending timeline <laughs> and that's just that is an incredible thought mm-hmm. these little things are temporary yeah yep, this world is temporary mm-hmm.
2: it'll be made new someday yeah. someday soon we don't know when soon is but that's a whole nother episode
1: <laughs> soon yeah. could be tomorrow, soon could be two generations from now. Could
0: be. One thing be if ready. you guys don't have anything else to say, a uh, something I find helpful when I am trying to let go of those thoughts, uh is kinda think to myself, so what? Okay. Let's go back to my example earlier about the sick child, the the child's sick, so what, he needs medical help, okay, so what, maybe some medicine, so what, Might might be expensive, so what, you gotta cut back on a few things, So what? And as you go down the line, it kind of all smooths out. And you realize it doesn't matter. Like it's in God's hands.
2: I wish that was easier to remember. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard to remember that. But God is a God of control and promises that He keeps.
1: And I do think the last thing that I want to throw out there is that if you are truly suffering from anxiety and just constant seek out help, whether that yes. be from mm-hmm. your pastor, a friend, or professional help, there is no shame and asking for help. We are not made to live this life alone. If you need help, seek it out. Mm-hmm. Through, God works through people, and there is help out there to get, and there is no shame. It doesn't make you weak. It's simply that you're dealing with something very hard, and you want to get help. There's no shame in that at all.
2: It's mm. good. Yeah, that's good.
1: All right. Is that it? I'm good. Are you good? Are you good? All right. Cool. Well,
2: thanks, guys, for listening. And seriously, hit us up and we would be more than happy to talk with you and pray with you and just be a community and open door for you. And as always, thank you for listening to the,
0: the real. real. Thanks for listening to this episode of the real podcast. We'd love to connect with you on social media and find out how God is working in your life. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The R-E-E-L Podcast. Plus, we're available wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts to Google to Spotify. Just check us out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We also have a video format that we upload straight to our YouTube channel each week. We can't wait for the next episode, so be sure to check us out next week when we bring you more stories about how God is working in other people's lives.